is a threat in the world today, a threat to our way of living, a threat to our society, and maybe even a threat to our very existence. And what is this threat? For the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. He is the one. I am. I am the ass. He is. And we are Black and White Sports. What? Bro, what are you talking about, man? I'm supposed to be the franchise player, and we in here talking about practice. How am I not found find the best fight in the world? You tell me. Because you're retired? Come here, I want to see your face when you ask him this question, and the way you're going to ask it. Little man in the eye before you try to kill him or make up something. He went, he went through my soul. And I'm not surprised. What is going on? This is Black and White Sports Couch Talk. Brought to you by First Financial Bank, 317-417-8582. Call John today for all your banking essentials and accessories. 317-417-8582. And Sean Nugent, the rock star realtor himself, 317-503-8322. Check out what? Do you see? You threw me off. Buying or selling a home? Check out Sean at Talk to Tucker today. 317-503-8322. What in the hell are you doing over there? Bro, I don't know. I got gremlins going on. Like, the headphones. Is oh, I was, I was, you was doing the thing, and then they was just gone. And then there was speaker. And so I took them off. And then as soon as you start talking... It went right back to the headphones. <laughs> so I'm okay. having fun. I, I like to blame like it on it. the oil. I like to blame it on the oil, but it's definitely not the oil. <laughs> no. No. Can't blame it on the. I know. I know. But hey, Thursday night, couch talk. Yes, sir. State of, the state of basketball edition. Basically, what it is, we we talk basketball Thursday, but this one we got guests. So when we got guests, it's the state of basketball. And what state we in? Indiana. Is there any better state than basketball than Indiana? I think not. (laughs) But anyway, so yes, everybody, if you have been joining in, are you going to join in? We are here. We got a nice panel lined up. One of our guests is already sitting, waiting to come in to introduce himself to you guys. We got another one on the way. It's going to be a good conversation about basketball and the local scene. And you might even hear a couple stories from the way back. So um, The way back. The way, way back. <laughs> the way back. The way back. So um, you got anything you want to say before we get going, sir? Uh, No. Let's get rolling. Dr- let's get dribbling down the court. That was Listen, terrible. I know, I know. You I'm just said, "Let's roll, roll let, let's roll the ball on the court. Let's get it. Roll up. it down the court. Let's. <laughs> let, I don't know. I, I, let's not call a timeout. Let's let's get rolling. No let's thirty second call here. A timeout. That's a good shout out that I caught. I caught that. <laughs> I caught that. But anyway, um, we're gonna without further our, ado, <laughs> we're gonna bring in our first guest. Um, a lot of you guys from. The uh, local scene, you might know this man from standing on the sidelines of coaching some fabulous young young uh, young men on the basketball court. Uh, he's a fellow LN grad. He's an entrepreneur. He has a lot of things going on. We're going to bring him on, a buddy of mine, Mr. Duke Pryor. What is up, 
Miss, oh, you got me to hit it. <laughs> I thought okay, you I figured you knew how to do that by now. What is going on, sir? How are we doing today, dude? Hey, man, I'm doing all right, fellas. How y'all doing tonight? Appreciate y'all for having me, too. Oh, thank you. Thank you. The pleasure is ours, sir. Thank you for coming on. Hey, I appreciate the intro, man. I appreciate that. Thanks a lot for the intro. Hey, man, I try to do what I can. You know what I mean? I try to get my Steve Harvey on, man. If I can bring him out, I'll bring him out. It would have been better if he would have just kept rolling the ball with it. Get it that one, damn it? Rolled the ball down the court and hit the button to get you in instead of me doing something over here. And then I look up, he's looking like, are you going to hit the button? Hey, my bad. I didn't want to hit it, and then you hit it, and he flash up and go away. You know what I mean? This is what we do. This is what we do to excuses. Now that he's muted, he can't say anything. So hey. we can't hear those excuses. Yes, I can. <laughs> hey, it's all good, man. Whatever, hey, whatever works, my brother. I appreciate it, man. Right on. All right. So we'll um we'll go ahead and get going with you. We have another guest who is supposed to uh, join us. Um, at any time now, once we get that link going up, we'll add him in. But there's no stopping us right now. So um, let's let's get into it, man. Um, some things. Let's get into your background a little bit. Yeah, um, you're a graduate from LN. I know you mess around with the round ball a little bit. You know, we were talking a little bit off off um, off the live feed. You know, you transferring from IPS to Township. You right. know about that basketball game. Correct. I mean, how, how was that? You know what? It was uh, it was tough, man, because I have went to city schools all my life. And when I finally um, when we got to Lawrence North, it was it was around that five five era, things of that nature. When I got to Arlington, I'm sorry, um, from John Marshall, because our team was really good and we all wanted to stay together because we was like, yo, we're going to be the next five five. You know, we was dreaming. And so our group, we won our freshman championship. And so we really thought we was like the next thing smoking. We had told all the, the seniors and juniors, like, yo, y'all varsity spots are going to get taken here. Uh, we was coached by the late Johnny Carr. So, like, Johnny Carr had us believing we could do anything. Um, but at the same time, I was living out of district. I was living actually in Lawrence North District. And I told my mom, yo, I don't want to go to Lawrence North. And I'm just going to be honest. At the time, I was like, I don't want to go to school with all those white kids because I never had been to school with a bunch of white kids. So I was like, I don't know how I'm going to adapt. Um, so long story short, at the end of my sophomore year, my mom was like, yo, I'm, I'm not driving you to school no more every day. So you're just going to go to LN. So she took me up to LN. I met Jack. Um, Jack was like, hey, we got open gyms in the summertime. I started joining the open gyms. Everything was fine because I was in the basketball world. And the first day of school, I'm not going to lie, it probably was the first week of school, the first two weeks. I was just like, I can't do it. Like, I was the only black in some of my classes. And I was looking around. I was like, I, I, I went to Jack and was like, hey, Jack, I appreciate it. But I ain't going to be able to do this, man. And he was just like, what's wrong? I was like, I never been around this many white people at one time in my life. Like, I don't know how to adjust. And he was like, oh, you'll be all right. And then, you know, basketball was that thing. And then I started meeting some people that I had knew from the past. And then, you know, man, at the end of the day, I wish I went to LN as a freshman. Nothing against not, I mean, going to Arlington, but the experience was a lot different. And I was just ahead of the game basketball wise, but school wise as well. So, 
Uh, LN ended up being a great experience. Uh, salute to Jack Kiefer for all he taught me and his staff and just being able to, you know, play behind some people like yourself, Damon, and others that came through there. I tell people all the time, y'all just know about the kids now that make it to the pros. We probably had about, we probably had 25 pros if it was today's age. You know what I'm saying? So, hey, bro, yeah. we had some killers. Yeah, that, some killers win. that was the bad part about it. I mean, yeah. we didn't win state, but we won games. But yeah. I mean, I feel what you're saying. I can relate because <clears throat> myself, I was living out of district at LN too. You know, I mean, I was a, I was watching Township, bro. I lived on 71st of Michigan Road. Wow. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? Right. I wasn't even certain. I wasn't even certain Lawrence Township. But <laughs> I mean, I would. <laughs> that's we have that. Hey, we don't even want to talk about that. But I understand. I get it. I mean, coming from North Central. It was diverse, but it was still, you know, me, 85% African American. Hit Lawrence North. Oh, yeah. It was a it, it was, was a change. It was it probably was 85. It was probably 85 to 50, you know, 85, 15, something like that. 85, you know. Yeah, the, the whole script flip-flop, you know what I mean? But again, I got to experience a whole new thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I get shots out to Jack all the time. You know what I mean? Without the stuff that he taught us, we wouldn't be able to do the things that we do today. Like Correct. I train a little bit. I know you train. So all those things come from that tree and we learn from that. So that was cool. I, yeah. I, I was all on it. Yeah. His, um, the wildcat tree is, 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 is huge. It's, so. it's long. <laughs> There's a lot of it. Yeah. Um, let me ask you this. You, you said you, um, you were, a, you did some mentorship with um, involved with the NCAA and the NBA mentoring youth. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Uh, so um, after I got out of college, uh, I went and did a, uh, a small internship at the NCAA. Um, and during that internship, the NCAA had started a program called First Team. Uh, salute to my people, Ann Little and Greg Turner. So the um, president of the NCAA at the time hired uh, Ann Little to come in and do a mentoring program um, for um, rising ninth graders to show them and help them navigate the recruiting process. And so I started off as an intern, a volunteer, man. And then before you know it, I just kept, and you know, this is a, a thing for young people to realize, man, you just got to keep grinding. And one of my mentors told me the money going to come. Like, cause when you first start, you like, dang, how much money am I going to make? But he was like, man, don't worry about the money. They're going to come and find you. So it's going to come. So the, the program was geared towards helping young men, rising ninth graders, navigate the recruiting process. Because at the time, kids were going from the NBA to the to uh, I mean, going from college to the NBA. And so our program was to help them navigate that process. So my job was to uh, go out and select and identify the next rising talent uh, over a 10 and a half, 11 year span. I want to say. Currently in the NBA, I want to say around 50, 55 kids that I work with. Uh, overall, probably 100 kids to the NBA, maybe another 500 or so overseas playing basketball. So, you know, I mentor some of the likes of Kyrie Irving, Greg Oden, Mike Conley, Eric Gordon, Austin Rivers, Shabazz Muhammad, uh, Brandon Wright, Brandon Knight. Um, I, I mean, I, it's a lot of names I can name. So the, the whole program, it was like to help kids realize like this is what you need to get into college because, you know, just in case you don't, you know, make it to the league, you're still going to need something to fall back on. So 
believe it or not, a lot of people didn't know about the program because our staff was only uh, we only had like four people on our staff and we was covering the country. Like we was covering the whole United States with like four people and people were like, how in the world are y'all getting all these top kids in the country? And we didn't have a shoe deal. We didn't have a shoe company backing us. It was just all NCAA. It was the only high school program at the NCAA uh, at the time as well. So um, it was incredible, man. We was ahead of our time because every year we would have a conference. So every year, so you would fly all the kids in. So every year we would pick 50 new kids. So in a four year span, you have 200 kids. We would fly them in to a central location. Like we would go to places like uh, Tucson, Arizona. Uh, we went to Tampa Bay. And some of the things we used to do is when we get to Tampa Bay, we buy the whole hotel. So nobody in the hotel but us, the kids, and all the guest speakers that we have at the conference. The conference was about three and a half days. Uh, we buy the whole hotel. We buy, I remember one time we bought Bush Gardens. So the kids can go ride all the rides unlimited at Bush Gardens by themselves. You know what I'm saying? So, and then we bought a limited pool for them. Of course, you know, those jokers beat up some stuff as basketball players. Uh, and that was the carrot that we dangled. Yeah, that was the that was the carrot that we dangled over them to get the information. So we taught them table etiquette. We taught them, uh, of course, recruiting. We also taught them media training. We taught them a sex education. I mean, to this day, I have guys that call me and they like, "Yo, big bro, like that table etiquette stuff was the man. It was like." I don't know if I can say it on here. He's like, that's yes, yes, you can. <laughs> man, that's the shit. He was like, man, like, cause they playing overseas right now, and they like, you know, going out to dinner. Hold on, wait a minute. I just got a call from Emmis. We got to shut it down. No, I'm just joking. So those kids are using those tools, you know, when they go out to dinner with the with the owner of the team, or go out to dinner with the agents and things like that, and they like, yo. I'm looking at the table and people I'm going out with and I'm like, no, 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 you can't use that fork yet. So all these little life nuggets that we gave all those kids over those years, they're still, you know, they're still planted and rooted in those kids. So that was my mentoring thing that I did for like 10 and a half, 11 years. The NBA part came because the NBA uh, partnered with us like year seven, they partnered with us. Uh, so it was the NBA NCAA thing. Um, and so that's how I got into the NBA stuff. And then, you know, that's how that went. And then, that's that's dope. Now we I got, don't I have got a, a lot. Question. Go ahead. I got a quick question Go for you. Go ahead. So, Greg Greg Odom was obviously widely known around here. Um, you said you worked with him and, and took him through this program and all that. Yep. How big of a disappointment is his injuries to the fans of basketball? Um. I'm a little biased because I've been on the back end. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm on the inside of that. He's a disappointment to the fans because shit. If I'm a Portland, if I'm a Portland Trailblazers fan, I'm a season ticket holder, and y'all, I'm a, I'm be honest. I, I blame Portland Trailblazers for getting him hurt. You know what I'm saying? Because they packed on too much weight on him real quick, and so now your balance is off. You know, you you carrying this is like you putting on a sack of potatoes. And you running around every day with them, you're gonna start. I got that right now. <laughs> you know, you're gonna start having some pain and stuff. So, but as a season uh -huh. ticket holder, you know, I'm paying four hundred thousand dollars a year to watch this this guy, and then he gets hurt. So it's a disappointment as a season ticket holder because he was a people don't realize he was an exceptional talent, but people don't. I I won't say that because I know too much. You know what I mean? So, but Greg, <laughs> I, I do because Greg was like 
if people know Greg, man, he's, he's super cool. He's laid back. He he's like a straight A student when he was in school. He's like a little little genius, and he just liked the game. And you know what I mean. And I I think uh, I think once he got to Portland, I just think his circle to me his circle wasn't as tight as it should have been versus how it was for him to go from high school all the way to the pros and then little things start happening. So the worst thing that can happen to an athlete is time and money and injury. So. Yeah, I agree with that. The, the Greg Oden thing, I mean, I off camera, I'd like to know a little bit more about it. I know the LN family, um, older guys are a little stronger, you know, with their, their ties and their communication more with the younger guys, so to speak. So I kind of, I know of them. I know around them, played around them a couple of times but it didn't have that real connection like some of the older group did. But I looked at it like, you know I mean? Odin was a, a guy who was very talented, very out of his league or playing above his league in high school. Everybody focused on him in high school. But me, I thought the true talent of that team is the guy who's still playing. Yep. I'm with you Tommy Jr. One, I don't know how Kylie got to Indiana anyway, because nothing with his father has nothing to do with Indiana. Jack, you're good at that, bro. But that's a whole other story. <laughs> hey, wait, well, hold on, Damien. You know, his daddy from the Shy. So he's up the street. His daddy from the Shy. You know what I'm saying? His daddy from, from Shy Town. So let's not, you know, but I, but I already know that's what we do. That's what we do. That's what we do. But yeah, I've always, I always do. I always, I used to tell people because I was mentoring those kids and shout out to Mike Conley Senior because he was somebody who helped us when we was at the NCAA start out looking for eighth graders. You know what I'm saying? Uh, one, two, three. I want to say his AAU team, Mike Conley Senior. See, people don't notice that once out of his AAU team, I want to say eight of them went pro. Like who has a, a AAU team with eight yeah. pro? You know what I'm saying? Well, there's a, a, a couple. And, <laughs> and he had a pro baseball player. Wow. So Mike Conley Senior was like, oh, but I always said, look, Mike made made Greg better. You know what I'm saying? But people uh, definitely, you know. But well, always, not, to, not to take no shorts at Greg. I think uh, Greg's thing. Uh, his injury started at Ohio State. You know what I mean? With yep. the thumb. You yep. know, what I mean? that's when it started, and then it just started trickling down from there. I mean, I'm not on the inside scoop of how Portland used him, but I thought Portland used him inaccurately. Correct. You know what I mean? Uh, but I thought I thought he lacked a, when he got to that level. I thought he lacked that same desire from a fan standpoint. I expected more. You know what I mean than what I got, and so I felt that you know we could like we got shorted a little bit with him. You know, injuries played a lot in it, but I feel that he didn't give me all that that I saw in high school in that well that six I think, months in Ohio State. I think whoever the coach was at the time wasn't trying to give it to us because they was trying to – like Zion Williamson, for example, they'd be trying to hold him back. I think that's what they do with some of those rookies because they 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 counting on him to be all this and that versus he a rookie, just let him come in and play. Like they got to realize they still 20 years old. Y'all want him to be like 30 years old, but they 20. Just let him be a rookie. Let him figure it out. He going to take his lumps. And in, I mean, for example, they let LeBron figure it out. He's no different. You know what Never I'm saying? Ever. He's six eight, just running around. You know, another physical specimen. But some rookies they let figure out. Some of them they don't. I think they should have let Greg figure it out. You know what I'm saying? So, but of course, it's a disappointment because you know you get this hype for four years in high school, 
one year in college, that's five years. You're like, ah, shoot, boy, let, let's see what's going on with the big boys. And then you kind of get a little nothing. You know what I'm saying? So it's all good. Yeah, I don't want to put him in that Sam Bowie category, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, G, G Oden, you my guy, man. Keep grinding, dog. Hey, but I, hey, I wish him luck. I like what he's doing. I like that he went back to the school to get his thing going. I like that he's in, got flirting around with this coaching thing. So I'm good with that. Yeah. You know, give back, give back. All right, before we get into a little bit more NBA, let's finish up talking a little bit more about some of the things you got going on. Um, I know you got the AAU thing, the await. I know you got that going on. I see the stuff popping through on your uh, on your time feeds with these young men. And the thing that I'm trying to look at is this this celebrity athlete consulting and this Duke Enterprises. Man, what's this hair thing going on? <laughs> hey man, I, I man. So what happened was, and, and it's it's just a, uh when I was at the NCAA, I, I I had a mentor and he told me, man, write down your goals, Duke. And so I wrote my goals down, and I used to put them up in this little mirror and look at them every day. And ten years later, I accomplished seven of the ten goals that I had written down. One of the goals was to become the a president of the NCAA, but it didn't quite happen. So when the NBA took over uh, or merged with us, that was writing on the wall for me because a non for profit and a for profit sometimes it just don't work. You know what I'm saying? And so I know the NBA, they about the dollar. Like, we trying to make money. We trying to sell tickets, like get a fan. And the NCA, our program was, you know, we providing a service. Like, I tell people all the time, I was selling something you couldn't touch. You know what I mean? I had to sell a parent on letting their kid come into our program because they thought it was something else. So I jumped out on faith, um, and I uh, left the NCAA and started my own. At the time, I started my brand. I had a brand that was called YCP Global. Uh, it was Young Charles Pryor Global, and I was going around doing some mentoring, some life coaching. And then I, um, you know, my business partner at the time, they were doing some celebrity things. And so they bought me in to do the basketball aspect of it. And so that's how I got into the basketball or, you know, and celebrity uh, branding and consulting. So I was doing stuff with like Timberland, uh, Mike Miller, uh, Kobe Bryant. Man, that's that's how I got in. That's how I got cool with Kobe. Me and him became uh pretty good friends to the late Kobe Bryant, uh, Kevin Durant. Uh, I was doing some things with Rock Nation at the time before Rock Nation Sports started. So that's how I got into the celebrity thing. I was doing Zumba. Man, I was I was like all over the world for a minute. So I took like five years. I was living in Asia. I was living in the Philippines. I was in China for a little while. And so um, that's how the celebrity branding came about. You know, I was man, I was trying to like Kevin Durant, I was trying to help him uh, create him an energy drink. Mike Miller had an energy drink called Let It Fly, so I helped develop that a little bit. Um, and so that's how I got into that. And so one thing led to another. Man, I even had some music artists at one time, fellas. Like, I was I was just out there with my hands and everything when I left the NCAA because, you know, you on your own. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You know, you can't, you, you, wait, you can't wake up at 8 and say, I'm about to go hit this clock, you know? So I was like, sleepless nights. But it was all fun. And so through all of that, me and a business partner, we parted ways. And so I just started doing entrepreneurial stuff on my own. But I look at it like this. I might have missed a lot of money in that business deal, but I learned so much along the way. Um, you know, people don't know this, but, you know, me and Jay-Z used to have some talks and it was like incredible. And a lot of my friends are like, why come y'all, you know, everybody's like, why you didn't take a picture with him? And I'm like, man, I wasn't there for the picture, man. I was there to open my ears. And listen to this guy. He was on his way to be a billionaire. So 
why don't I just soak up some of this game that he's giving me, you know what I'm saying? And and take that and run with it. So that's what I was doing when I was over at Rock Nation and, and doing some things when I was just all over the country. So I was between here, L.A., New York, Florida and Asia for about a five year span. Sweet. So I'm seeing that we got our other guests is trying to get in. So we're trying to work on that, getting him involved in it. So um, while we're figuring that out, we're going to finish up before we go to a break. And then we're going to get into some real talk. But there's a couple things I want to get at with you. Um, I want to I want you to give you um, let us know a little bit about your juice company. You know, I mean, the little juice drink you got going. I see it. That's popping off real good. I want to I give you it's the time to get you a little spot out there. Hey, man, I appreciate it, man. So one of the companies that I started is called Nothing But Juice. So Nothing But Juice Co. at uh, nothingbutjuiceco.com. If you want to do the social media things, you know, Instagram, Facebook, it's nothing but nothing but juice. Uh, it's the all natural juice. Uh, it's made fresh. You know, what I mean, we try to do all the batches as fresh as possible. Now we do freeze them when we're going to ship them. That way they stay cold and they'll be fresh for you when they uh, get delivered. So we just start shipping. Uh, it's fruit and, and vegetable juice. It's real healthy. Uh, it's cold pressed. Uh, we also do some immunity shots. So I started that company after my dad passed away. He passed away of diabetes. And so I, I always was thinking about like, dang, what's something that he probably could have did long term to help him? So that's kind of how I got into the juice thing. Um, I had some connections as far as, you know, doing the bottling and things of like that. So my past experience helped me with that. So nothing but juice is my juice company. I got a couple other ones, you know, like you, you asked about hair, uh, Midwest Hair Company. It's a weave bundles and wig company. Um, so and Damon's then, uh, interested. Uh, I got to reach out to the ladies. Hey man, I'm not getting one of them things done to my head. I'm still on Facebook. Hey man, hey man. So that's so Duke Pryor Enterprise. You know, I just created an enterprise of my own. So when I started doing youth basketball. Um, and I created a weight, which is uh, all we ask is trust. I just put all it under one umbrella to make it do prior enterprise. And the thing is to have multiple companies, multiple streams um, of income. And, you know, so one day my kids can have something that I didn't have. And, and you know, so that's how it is about being an entrepreneur. So we got a couple other things in the hopper, but I had to come back on the show later or send you guys a link to something else that's coming up. But nothing but juice, man. We love it. if you guys don't log on. Get you a, a one-day cleanse, get you a three-day cleanse, or if you just want to buy some juice, you know what I mean? Just get you some regular juice. Um, the company, I mean, it's just something that I started out on my own, man. I was juicing on my own, bought a bought a juicer, started making some juice, and before you know it, I think a bottle of nothing but juice would go really good right here on the table in front of the camera. <laughs> well, well, hey, you know what? That would be incredible. And we'll talk about that. We'll get you some of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. We can talk about all that off camera. Yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> whatever y'all want, we'll get you some for next show. Hey, we'll get that delivered. Uh, Sounds good. We got you. I got you on the show. You know what I mean? I appreciate that. All right. Right on, right on. So um, we got our second guest popping in. So we're going to go ahead and get him in on the thing. Um, I know a lot of y'all who's watching know this guy from around the scene. You know what I mean? Cathedral alum. He's been on the coaching sidelines of a couple different programs. Um, you know he's in the 40 and over. They've won the 30 and over. He's in all the Washington Leagues, the Dust Bowls. Man, you just know this guy, man. Give it up for my homie, Coach Keith Brewer, right there, bro. 
What is what going on, man? What is going on? Uh oh, turn your mic on. Oh man. <laughs> He's got Damonitis right now. Uh, uh, there we go. Hit the mute button. Ah, there we go. There he is. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we got you down, big time. On? What's going on, buddy? How y'all doing, man? We're good. trying to hang on like loose hellcats. Man, that's what's up. Duke, what's good, bro? What's up, my brother? How you doing, man? Congratulations, too, brother. Oh, man, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it, man. You know, now, you see, uh, you, know, you see the shirt I'm wearing, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, so yeah. we, just... we have a little connection here because I see that I see that I actually I actually coached my daughter went to Irvington Elementary and I actually coached the girls and the boys team the past two years there and okay. we just moved um, so my my coaching days were done when the COVID yeah. uh, ended the season. Gotcha. Okay, man. Hey, we still uh we go we open up a new fan shop on Facebook, man. It's pretty nice. We got some some real nice gear, man. If you want to get some more gear, I mean, got stuff for everybody, wife, kids. Got some nice stuff, man. Right on, right on. I'm gonna so, have to go look it up. Yeah. So if you if you guys hadn't noticed yet, uh, if you haven't heard, if you are followers of uh, of Keisha's page, he is the new coach of the Irvington Prep High School, uh, boys and girls, right? No, uh, not just boys. Nate Nate Johnson is the uh, head girls coach. Okay. okay. Coach Johnson's well, got the head coach now, huh? Yeah. Nice. Nate, he's doing a pretty good job. He's doing a pretty good job over there, too. That's awesome. So I've, I've seen you across the thing for the – man, we've been balling with and against each other for – Man, it's been a minute. So <laughs> I know all hey, I know all about this cat. You know what I mean? But the one 1990, man. Man, it's been a minute. But the man. one thing that I can say about Keish that I would that I can't I can very rarely say about a lot of people. This dude has always been about being what you're supposed to be an example for these young men. This dude here from the day one, you always see him pulling young men to the side. Hey, man, pull your pants up. Hey, man, you need to talk this way. You need to carry yourself this way. And then when I got the opportunity to, to be in a program and coach with him, man, this influence that this man had on this young these young people is outstanding. And I commend you, brother. Yes, I do. I appreciate it, man. You know, somebody did it for us, man. That's the reason why I get back, man. Somebody did it for us. I done had a lot of great coaches, man, great men come in my life to help me just to be who I am, man. So I said, there's no way I wouldn't do it for the next person and any of my friends, uh, kids, anybody, any kid, man. I mean, I started out working at the Juvenile Center, um, 98, 1998 to about 2006, man, and, uh, Really, when I came home from school, man, I just I started working for Indy Parks, working with kids, and I went to school, man, and it just it just became a passion, man, because I seen how you know the void, man, that they had, man, the kids had, man, I seen the void, and I had it too a little bit with my dad. Me and him was still cool before he passed, but just being a young kid, man, growing up, man, alone, man, and just you know, with mom, you know, I I know that longing 
you know, to be uh, to have dad in the house and all that stuff, man, and have dad at the basketball games. Like only my mom and my sister uh, and my little niece and nephew came to uh, my basketball game. So I know what that feels like, man. And I just uh, I just always try to make sure if I can, if I can, man, I don't want another kid to feel that feeling, man, that that emptiness, man. So that's part of the reason why I just uh, I just came back from school, man, and jumped right into uh, working with kids, man. And then, you know, me and Richard met. Our sons were playing against each other, man, in uh, Lawrence Township League, and uh, they was best friends. And me and him, we was coaching against each other, and you know, we just like, you know, at each other, we still was cordial. But then we just seen that our sons became best friends. We like, hey, man, we, we can be, you know, what I'm saying, whatever rivals on the court, but man, somehow or another, we gonna have to be friends because. Our sons are spending the night at each other's house. So that's how the blue chips came about. The blue chips came about as friends. It started with our sons being friends and their friends. And it just started out like that. It was kind of like a mentorship. And then we got the plan. They got the winning a little bit. And then I was like, well, all right, we're going to be different from everybody else. We're going to be the indie blue chips. And we're going to be the indie blue chip mentoring and basketball program so after that we just started bringing in kids man i mean you know you you know you was a part of the program we had parents that could pay for other kids man so we you know we brought those other kids from the neighborhood in man and those parents even took a liking and a loving to them where when we go out of town those kids we didn't have to worry about them they could stay with uh some of the other parents and stuff. so it, it just really became a a family man and a and it was it was it, it was man best probably like i don't know what 12 some years of my life man running with the blue chips man yeah it it's was, good it was it's, fun i'm sorry go ahead. David. It, go, ahead, go ahead it's great to see regardless of what generation you're from whether it be you know y'all's generation or her mine <laughs> <laughs> I had to throw it in there a little bit. I'm I hang out, guys. I'm, I'm probably, sorry. I hang I'm out with I'm David too much. I'm probably the puppy on the show. So Ooh, I don't know. Our generation that. and then my okay. generation. Okay. Oh, no. Their he, generation and our yeah. generation. Yeah, he, he might be down there with you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, no matter what generation, when you grew up at, as long as you had the good morals uh, backing you, whether you had bad home life, if you had something like you're talking about to pick you up and lead you in that good direction, that's what we need more of nowadays, probably than more than a more time. so than any time in history. Right. Uh, we definitely need them. You know, I mean, and Dan, you and I've discussed this many times on and off camera. You know, a lot of the ways, and and I'm gonna stick with just the um, the the sports aspect of it. I don't want to get really too far off into the other things. But we've seen it, you know, these passive, I call them pacifier kids, you know, the air, the air conditioned generation. You know what I mean? We've, we've, we worked so hard to get to that and we didn't want them to go through those same struggles. So sometimes I think these athletes nowadays aren't prepared for situations that come up um, in the game and off the court at times. And sometimes I blame ourselves because we, We've allowed them, you know, our dads, whenever they were around or the men who were in our lives, they held us to a standard. 
And it wasn't, we didn't bend. They didn't bend. It's this way or it's not going to be any other way. And we have allowed them with trying to make it better for them, have diminished them a little bit. They can't cope. You see it when they when kids break down in games and can't adjust to certain situations. And we see it in life, too. Um, so we as men, I feel that we need to get back into those things. And examples of guys like you, Keish, examples of guys like you, uh, Duke, that's had me get into it a little bit the last couple of years, especially with the things that I've been through the last couple of years of my background that has allowed me to be a voice that they was. say, look, man, I did stuff that you did, that you're doing. And look where I'm at now. You know, I own a company. We got things going on. These things you can do. And we need more voices like you guys. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, brother. Appreciate it, man. And the thing that I see out here now, and Duke probably, he, he could say the same thing because I, have, I haven't been in the AAU world uh, within the last maybe um, – four or five years like that. I, I touch around here and there and uh, help some kids around the city, help some little local programs, but I haven't been on the circuit in that long. But Duke, I've been refereeing though, but Duke can tell you too, man, it's it's a lot of pretenders out here, man, that act like they care about these kids and they really don't. They really vultures, man, because the only yeah. thing they're doing is using these kids to make, to bring their name up and for their money. Yeah, parents, yeah. you know, like right now to this day i got kids i'm trying to get into my program and they're telling me on saturday mornings when i'm hosting uh open gym that they got two aau games i said look here buddy the real <laughs> AAU teams are shut down ain't no AAU going on right now i said you know what you're doing you at the best choice field house getting your money took getting you and your mama money yeah, took. yeah. that's well, what you're you doing well, you ain't know, no college coaches coming through there to see none of y'all. Not right now. It ain't but, happening. Well, you know, that's that's what I did for the past, I mean, I guess you could say, shoot, 20 years. You know what I mean? So I've been all over the country and seen it all. And I used to always tell people, man, like, if you got to if you gotta ask the question what it takes to be recruited, then you know what? Then you're going to have some issues because you ain't doing your own homework. And most of these guys are like professional car salesmen. <laughs> All they trying to do, no, no, for real, they just trying to sell their program and try to get you in because they think your kid got potential. And so that was the reason why I named my program Await. You know what I mean? Because all we ask is trust. That's all I was asking from the parents and the kids. And I just wanted them to trust the process of if you're gonna if you're gonna be in our program, you're gonna ride it out. You know what I'm saying? Quit jumping from team to team to team trying to figure out, oh, they go here, oh, they go there. Well, guess what? You gotta start. When I started, salute to my man Tracy Templeton of MVB, uh, his program. I wasn't even trying to coach. I wasn't trying to coach AAU, but he was like, man, I want you to help these kids. I did it, and we started going to another level. We started winning, and, you know, he started doing more football. And so the kids were like, coach, why don't we just start our own program? And I was like, all right, cool. And so I started to wait, and then, you know, we started winning. But – I salute to all the kids that was in my program because their parents have bought in. They was like, yo, this guy, he's 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 telling the truth about what he told us he was gonna do from the beginning. And I just told him I was gonna try to get him some little bit of exposure so they could try to go to school. So the AAU thing, man, for everybody out there that's doing it, I'm gonna be honest with y'all. In the seventh grade, you're a recruitable student athlete. But guess what? Ain't no coach recruiting no seventh and eighth grade because you're gonna get fired by the time you become a senior. So parents. 
Don't worry about no rankings, because guess what? There's an African kid that I just found out last week. I ain't going to say what school he go to, but this joker just started playing basketball as a junior, and he probably better. He probably better than half the kids in the city right now. He a junior. So I'm trying to hey, hey, Damon, hey, Damon. I'm trying to get you come to the upper north side. Hey, hey, bro, listen, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Now I can't I can't speak too much on the boys' game because you know my son played uh with Keisha's son and Rich's son a little bit. So the guys are gone. They out of college, you know, finishing his last year because he's got a double damn near double major type shit. So that's cool. <laughs> You know what I mean? Let them guys go. So I haven't been on the boys' side. I know how corrupt the boys' side can be. I've seen it. I know how it can be. But I'm more involved on the girls' side. Hey, bro, and I'm going to tell you, this girls' AU is so cutthroat and it's so backstabbed. Man, hey, bro, hey, man, they were teams undercut teams like in your face. Like they will recruit your kid on the court. Yeah, I mean, it is crazy because the girl, I'm gonna say the girls' pool, the talent pool for girls is so much smaller Mm. than what the boys' pool is. So, and so it's like vultures, it's like vultures, you know. I mean, and I want to touch on what you based on what you said a little bit ago about these kids jumping around. (laughs) I mean, jumping around teams like we see girls, I've seen girls in four years play on four different teams. Well, now they're doing it in school. Now you know what I mean, cool, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, it, it's crazy. But one thing I've learned, you know, as a parent and as a basketball, I want this is her sport. This is her game. There you go. I'm done. You know what there I'm saying? Go. I don't even play in the 40 and over. If they had a 40 and over cripple league, you know, on injured half court, you know what I mean? I'm all in it. <laughs> but this is all you. So I'm not going to go find you somewhere. I want you to go where you feel comfortable, where you get what you're looking for, and you have fun playing the game. So if these girls is on our team, she didn't already lost three girls so far. Then already jumped to another team. Crazy. You know what I mean? She's like, hey, I'm going to stay the course. I like where I play, and this is where I'm going to be. And if you have more programs that these kids can latch onto and feel comfortable in themselves, then you'll be all right. Well, I think I think that's why I was successful in Keisha can have it. I, I think I was successful with my AAU program because I had those kids since seventh grade. I only I only I only lost like maybe one kid. And so they all stayed together. They believed me. It was funny because we started beating like ranked teams. Like they were you know, coach. I was like, I told y'all we can we can play with anybody in the country because y'all been together. So we started beating, you know, top name teams and stuff. And people were like, yo, you know, who's away? You know, I remember getting the phone call. We got cheated in Atlanta. And, and Keith, you can have it. We played uh, Master P's, well, Master P on SoCal right now. And so we were, we was in the 16 and U division. Well, before the game, I was like, dang, I was like, dang, man, I wonder where the team is we play. And so the guy next to me was like, yeah, man, our 17s get ready to play next. And I was like, I was like, man, y'all might be in the wrong place. Like, y'all might be in the wrong court. You know what I mean? Like, 16s is playing next. And he was like, no, nah, our 17s get ready to play. I was like, well, all right, I ain't about to argue with you. All right, bet. So I didn't tell my team. That they were 17. Hey man, at halftime, hey, the dude that was over there rooting for him, he was like, yo, they only 16. And man, we was off in their tail. And I wish the dude <laughs> never said nothing though, 
Because they point guard, he kind of like, okay, went to work on us. But at the end of the game, <laughs> short, the, coach, the coach was like, hey, man, where y'all from? I was Respect. like, we from that town, dog. And he was like, but y'all ain't 16. I was like, hey, man, I got a couple people that's 15 on my team. He was like, hey, man. And so that – but that's because kids was together since seventh grade. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to keep these kids, these groups together. That's how you build programs and you build teams and you build relationships. You keep these kids together. You're not – I mean, exposure is going to come. That's why I say this. I don't pay zero attention – to these IHSA or these ESPN or these girls prep or these uh, indie hoops, none of these rankings of these kids because you pay to get recruited nowadays. You get paid. I mean, Keish, you know it. You pay to get ranked. You know what I mean? I don't want to pay for my daughter to get ranked. I want her to get ranked for her how what she does on the court. Man, this shit is crazy, son. <laughs> it's crazy. Crazy. You know what I mean? Like, I was looking at the, for example, I'm looking at the ESPN top 25 for the class of 2023 for girls that came out this week. I'm looking at the top 25, right? We got a girl here out of Noblesville, Ashlyn Shea, probably the best girl talent that I've seen come out of Indiana in a long time. And she's been that way since fourth grade. They don't even have her rank. But she's got letters from all Big Ten schools, UConn, Baylor, uh, all the schools. But she's not ranked in the top 25. Hey, just tell her keep grinding, bro. That cream going to rise to the top. Bro. Oh, I, she's not worried. Her game is good. Always. <laughs> Let's see. Someone also told me that if your kid plays with the same group, you're doing your kid a disservice. That's that's. Wow. I mean, that's good. That, that's ever how you figure out. Well, I'll, I'll let one of you guys handle that question. What, man, you don't want me to answer. Hey, doing your kid a disservice. Like, hey, man, like if he want to play with his friends and they good, then they good. How's it doing your kid a disservice? At the end of the day, as long as he's older than everybody and they all in the same age group, then guess what? Either your son got to get better because if the kids are better than him, then he either got to get better. And if the kids ain't as good as him, then they're going to have to get better. But it ain't doing your son a disservice because we're talking about summer basketball. At the end of the day, when your son plays non-scholastic basketball, if he's worth any grain of salt, the college coach is going to come here to his high school game to see him play in a structured environment. Uh, do y'all see that on the screen? Do y'all see that comment on the screen? Yeah, go to the park. Go to the park. Play with some other town. Go to the park. That's it. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? You go to the park, you learn how to play with a grown man, old man, young man, baby, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like I tell these kids, man, basketball ain't nothing but a beat. You know what I'm saying? All y'all got to do is jump on it, man, and, and go at the same time, man. It's, it's a rhythm, man. They swear they can dance. They swear they can rap and all that. Well, if you can do all that, you can play basketball. And you can play at a high level. And I, I think he's coming from this is this is a buddy of mine, Tony, who's commenting. Um, I think he's asking more coming from the girls because our girls play together. Now, I mean, and and Tony, he loves basketball, but he's not a basketball dude. So we're basically giving him information on making wise decisions for uh, the best choice for his daughter. Because I know he is one hundred percent thinking of the best way to uh, make it uh, good for her. Now, O is a baller. I mean. 
you're going to see her name come up ahead with the Southeastern this year because a lot of all the mother girls is gone. Sydney Parrish is gone. Hey, she's going to she's gonna flourish this year. But what he's asking, I, I, and I, I get it, you know what I mean? A lot of these girls do jump around a lot, but the programs aren't solid. The programs aren't good, so that allows you to get around with it. And and then another thing is inside these programs, you got levels of teams. <laughs> you got levels of teams. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes these teams fluctuate, and you don't get to build a camaraderie. Like if you have a, a – you like when the boys, it's a little easier. You can start a team in seventh grade, and you can keep that team together all the way through high school. Where girls at 13, 12 years old, girls fall off. So it's yeah. hard to keep yeah. a program together. So – is well, it good to stay in the program, or is it good to find or to keep moving around until you find the right team? Well, guess what? I'm gonna give you a a general a general answer for all that, boys and girls. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned Hamilton Southeastern because I'm gonna use one of the uh, former. Uh, I'm using one of the alumni for the example, Gary Harris, and I'm gonna say this: Gary Harris, he stayed in the lab since fourth grade. Gary Harris went to the lab. When I say lab, he was working out. He had the same trainer. Yeah, he trained with Chris Thomas from fourth grade all the way to the pros. We didn't never hear about Gary Harris and AAU basketball. I'm talking about summer basketball into his junior year. So where was Gary Harris at all these other years? He was working out. He was training. And, I, and I'm using this example because right now, international players train six days and play one day. American basketball players, male and female, play six days and train one day. So who's going to be the better talent? The international players because they're working on their skills. So to, to, to answer your homeboy's question, if you can't find a decent team for her to play on with better talent, then just let her go be in the lab somewhere and get her talent real polished. And so when school ball come up, people trying to figure out who she is, where she at, and she come out and do her thing, and then she go back in the lab and do what she got to do. That's an option if you can't find a decent team for your daughter to play on. All right. Um, one yeah. quick second, fellas. We go, we got to pay some bills. We got to hit some commercials. I know I'll let that go on for a second, but it was good combo. So um, what we're going to do, we're going to go to break. We're going to hit these commercials, and then we're going to come back and we're going to dive into uh, maybe some NBA talk or some best ever talk or something like that. <laughs> Uh-oh. So it could be anything, folks. Hold your butts, because it's time for some station identification. What is going on, everybody? It's your boy Dan from Black and White Sports and BWSports1.com. I'm here today to fill you in on a little banking advice. I don't know much, but I know somebody who does. Mr. John Wayne Buzzard at First Financial Bank. 317-417-8582. Call John for all your banking essentials. He's really good at banking. 317-417-8582. Call John today and tell him the boys from BWSports1.com sent you. What is up, everybody? It's your boy Dan over at BWSports1.com and Black and White Sports. And I'm wondering if you're ready to buy or sell that home, now's the time and I got just the person for you. Mr. Sean Nugent, a.k.a. Rockstar Realtor himself. 317-503-8322. Put that home on the market. 
Get into your dream home with this man. Talk to Sean at Talk to Tucker today, 317-503-8322. And make sure you tell him the boys over at BWSports1.com sent you. Boo! (laughs) (laughs) Nobody budged. Nobody moved. Maybe I'll get one of them to move on this. Ron Colley is better than Cathedral. That football. All right, so uh, everybody. He's going to show me his nose hairs on that one. (laughs) Okay, everybody, we're back. Uh, Black and White Sports Thursday night couch talk, uh, the state of basketball edition. Uh, We're joined again by Coach Keith Brewer. Uh, we're joining up our entrepreneur, uh, Duke Choir. He's chit-chatting a little basketball and things like that. So uh, we got about, eh, say, about 15, 20 minutes left. So I guess we'll uh, – let's get into some, some NBA talk. All right, so before we talk about my Lakers winning, we all get into something else. Let's, let's get into the conversation that everybody seems to want to have, which I think is a ridiculous conversation to even have. I'm so, sorry. I'm going to get something before you even mention it. But go ahead. Go ahead, bro. Now, he, he ready to show me the damn shoe wall, uh, all the damn Jordans. <laughs> oh, before we get to that, when he comes back, I got a question. We got a question to ask you, bro. Oh, good. <laughs> all right. So, okay. Dan, go ahead. Oh, I guess we got to give you a little bit of background. All right. So, um, well, I guess we'll give you the background after we ask you the question. Do either I do either of you know what open wheel is? Open wheel racing. Open wheel racing. I'm sorry, man. My grand I'm I'm a great You're good. You said do we know what open wheel racing is? Open yes. wheel yeah. racing. Yeah. Hold you on, hold on, Keith. Hold on. Do you, Duke, do you know? Keith, you know what that is? Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. We asked the questions here, damn it. 500. 500. 500. Yeah. Ain't that open wheel racing? Andy He's correct. Close enough. I, I will take that. it and run with it. Because that's so, number two. Three. Two. No. I two. Know, I ain't going to lie. Open wheel racing. I don't know. That's serious. Okay, I'll give you three. I'll give you three. I was I'll just saying it's got to be three by now. So, this has been going on for a year and a half. We got we got some buddies of ours, his brother and a buddy of ours do a racing show on this network uh, later on in the week. And so me being the one black guy that's involved with this racing talk and the go-karts and things like that, we wanted to ask, we wanted to make sure he didn't he thought more more black people knew what open wheel racing was, even if they weren't from Indiana. I and I'm wrong. telling them no, no, no. There's a very few of us. Very few. Man, I'm going to tell, tell you, I know a little bit, and I, I love it. I've been loving it since I was a kid, man. Rick Mears used to be my favorite uh, race car driver, man. That just shows your age, sir. <laughs> <laughs> man, really, really. Hey, I, I'm an IndyCar fan. You know what I mean? I was an Andretti fan, but, you know, I, I never paid attention to it being open-wheel racing, though. Like, Okay, so I'll, I'll, we know that because we have a race car driver's son at our school, Ryan Bittenhausen. Like, 
I played ball with Ben Housen. Ben Housen was a freshman when I played. Ben Housen was a freshman when I played. Okay. Well, okay. You wouldn't know. Okay. I get it. it. Just so you know, so the next time anybody ever asks you in your life, which I doubt ever happens again, if you know what open wheel racing is, it's because there's no fenders over the wheels. They're open. They're open. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. The ass. I learned something tonight. No problem. (laughs) I'm here for you guys. I'm here for you. All right, so let's get into it. Uh, the main conversation, you know, this probably take up the rest of the time. There's not a lot else we want to really talk about. You know, we got some old heads. We got maybe a young guy. Uh, LeBron, <laughs> LeBron or, or, or Jordan? Jordan. I think it's a stupid question, but LeBron or Jordan? Jordan. Hey, this, this, this is what I, I, this time I answered this question lately, bro, and, and from the beginning, because – some people just like some people just skip over shit. You know what I'm saying? Like we went from LeBron to Jordan. He will bring up Kobe. <laughs> like, like, how the hell we go from? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, so I mean, is LeBron better than Kobe? No. So my whole thing is, how the hell we just jump over Kobe and go straight to the and go straight to Mike? Because like, Kobe's part two, huh? Because Kobe's part two of Mike. I'm a Kobe was, fan. Yeah. I, and, am. I'm a I was Kobe not a Jordan fan. fan. I was a not a Jordan, Jordan fan. fan. I was a Kobe fan. You know, this is what I say. If we always say Kobe's the closest we've seen to Mike, why are we even asking the question? <laughs> That's a great question itself, sir. I mean, I'm just going by what people say. That's awesome. I love it. I love and then my it. Next, my next thing is this is why I feel like he's not there yet and he ain't going to get there. Every Sunday when you got out of church, you was running home to do what? NBA watch on NBC. Watch, watch Mike. Mike. And then when you got done watching Mike, you was like, uh, I, was running home. I was running home to watch the Steelers. There he go. And then and then you look at it like this. I just feel like people in the NBA don't fear LeBron when they get ready to play. No. no. Boys back in the day was like, you know what? Number 23, get ready to come to town. I, I got to do – I got some shit. I got to get it right. And other teammates would tell you, hey, bro, chill out, man. You great get us fucked up. Chill out. Yeah. <laughs> I, got, I, got a few, I got a few stories about Mike. And, you know – so that's why I, I, mean, man, I, I don't even I don't even have this guy. I don't even put his name in the sentence, man. And LeBron, get, don't get me wrong, bro. Freak of nature, great athlete. He gonna kill the numbers. He gonna do all that because of his era. And I ain't taking nothing from him. Physical specimen, ball game, all that. But I just can't put him up there with the with 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 the with the top brass, dog. Nah, not at all, man. Not at all. And. And it, it kind of surprises me, man, when I see guys, I ain't even going to just say our age, but when I see guys that just throw him up there as first, man, I'm like, first off, I'm wondering, okay, did you even play middle school basketball? <laughs> <laughs> Not even high school. Did you play middle school basketball? Because, man, that, I mean, it's not even, it really ain't even nothing logical, but what it is now is just opinions, man. I mean, and people, like, it ain't even a debate. It's what do they say? Thing. What do they say, Keish? Opinions are like assholes. Everybody's got them, and they all stink. There it is. <laughs> there it is. And there it is. 
it's funny because at work sometimes they uh sometimes the guys try to put me in conversations about basketball and they'll ask me about something about LeBron. I'd be like, man, I'd rather not answer because y'all want to get mad. Y'all want to hear what my opinion is, and I'm just gonna give you the truth. I can say too, but I'd rather give you the truth. I hear you. LeBron is not better than Jordan. LeBron is a, a stat stuffer, man. He stuffs the stats, man. You know what I'm saying? He the dude to go look at the book after the game done and see what he did. That's he's, he's, Don't get he's, he's, he's that one kid. He's that one. You always got one. You got a kid on your team. Everybody's got a kid on their team that want to know. <laughs> hey, and you want. And that's LeBron. I mean, because you could, man, look, look at the games in the bubble, man. You can look at the games like the one game when he uh, stormed off the court. And a lot of people blame LeBron for a lot of stuff, but you got to look at uh, what he came from. You know what I'm saying? LeBron, single mom, spoiled. Everybody always telling me the greatest, you this, that, and the third. So guess what? Only thing he did was grow up and got older. He's still that same spoiled kid that you can't tell them because everybody told him that can't nobody tell him nothing. So a lot of stuff, man. I don't hold it too much against him, man. No, that's all he knows. That's exactly what Damon's problem has been. He was only child, (laughs) spoiled off his ass. Oh, see, this the thing. People don't see. Look, people can say whatever they want to say about LeBron. But then when you look at this little same little kid in the hood, he ain't nothing but the same thing. He's LeBron. He just don't got LeBron money. But that's yep. why a lot of people fought LeBron because he got money. Well, guess what, man? LeBron came up as the same kid. He'll say it. He says it all the time. Yep. But guess what? Yep. Everybody hold everything. Everybody hold all his little bad decisions, like, you know, the little decision he made where he said he's going to Miami. Everybody hold all that different stuff against him. But they don't never build him up the man that he is and the things that he does hey, on the court. They rather hold all of that stuff against him that he do on the court. And a lot of the stuff is not really from him. It's from the fans. The fans yep, it's from the fans. Yeah, they made they yeah, made him. Be, that's why, that's why like, I don't knock him, man. They made him. You know what I mean? I don't knock him. And he just man, he just worked with what he got, bro. Hey, these are what he got. I'm great work with these things, and y'all don't like it because I ain't slipped on y'all ass, and I ain't gonna. Right. And and if you look at it, if you look at it, that decision, which is probably the only thing that you could really say bad about him, on the court, off the court, any kind of thing that you could say about him, is the decision. I think that was more ESPN and the NBA than it was him. Now, I mean, he might have a little bit of it because he was young. We'll talk offline about that. We'll talk offline. <laughs> no. he, got the, he got the world in his hands. He could do it. Man, I mean, do, man. But other than that, you know what I mean? If you look at it, I mean, the numbers come out. I mean, but off the court, uh, off the court first, same woman since high school. No out-of-marriage out of kids. No scandals. No uh, DUIs. No running over dogs. No, nothing, no tax evasion, <laughs> nothing in this, you know what I'm saying? Nothing in this man background, but yet you still try to find ways to knock this man down. This man has put 1,100 kids through college on his money that aren't his. I mean, why can you keep, the, I mean, just, just to knock this man down from his work. Now, I'm not like the biggest LeBron dude. You know what I mean? I'm from the old school. You know what I mean? Kobe was my guy. 
Magic was my guy. And this comparison between the two, I think, is ridiculous. For one, I don't like to compare athletes out of their era. So why? You know I mean, you, who knows what LeBron would have did them? at that day? And so who why knows you what question then? So why are you asking? I have to ask the question because that's the conversation of today's oh, society man. on Instagram, on Twitter. So what's your, <laughs> we, what's your, well, how about we, What's your answer? My answer is neither. LeBron, LeBron is a 6'9 point guard, man. And people better take hate it or love it, man. He's a 6'9 point guard, man. LeBron is magic. What I hate is the comparison between the two. Kobe and magic. I mean, Kobe and, and Jordan. That that's these guys, uh, the drive, the intensity, the athleticism, the 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 desire not to lose to anybody, work harder than everybody. LeBron, LeBron is a team dude. LeBron doesn't have that I want to beat your ass into the ground mentality. He's got that I want my team to elevate mentality. He's got that magic mentality. I compare him more to a better magic than I do with anything with Kobe and LeBron with uh with Jordan. Right. So you can't combine them, and I hate comparing athletes to out of their era. You may put Jordan in this loose ass, no hand checking, no forearm defense. Man, he probably put up 50, 16 games. <laughs> yeah. Easy. I mean, and put LeBron back there going through the lane with the pistons with his crying ass. Would make it. I don't think he would make it. Or he would have turned into an animal. One of the two. I don't think one of the two. He would turn into an animal. Because Barkley, I mean, Barkley wouldn't have been going for that shit. Barkley would have nah. that out. Let, Barkley nah. would be like, we're about to keep driving off of here. We're about to lay your ass out one good time. I'm going to go and take the penalty to find the check. And then we're going to go on about our business. Now, if you get up and come again, then I know you're real. But if you don't, you got to deal with the Pistons tomorrow night. And then the next <laughs> night. You know what I'm saying? Like, I tell yeah, you, you, you know, the workshop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So before we end up, before we end this category, let's talk about some local stuff. Who had the best hops in Indy? Huh. He's trying to get you to say Damon. No, I know I wasn't the best, dog. <laughs> I'm gonna say I know, I'm I, saying, I was up there. I wasn't the best. Ride Childers or, or Aaron Shumper. Yeah. Hey, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna I mean I'm gonna go with Rod Childress, dog. Like I never forget playing Shatar at Arlington, dog. And, it, and he like damn near jumped over the whole team, dog. He's he might, I, yeah. I mean the building was. Hey. I was like, oh shit! Like did he like really do that, bro? Yeah, I like I like myself. I didn't put a lot of cats in the city on posters, but I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna have to go with you. I'm gonna go with Childress, dog. We was playing at the Y. The Jordan Y. We was playing in the men's league at the Jordan Y. Me and my guy Royce. You know my guy. Yeah. <laughs> he had Hobson's Liddell self. He out there catching boys off the back of the rim, right? We playing in the league. Oh, somebody just shot. I think it might have been your high-ass jump shot. Yo, <laughs> your arch came off the back of the iron. And Royce has got the ball in both hands above the rim for the rebound. And then I just see this little yellow dude come out of nowhere, Mr. Childers, take the ball out of his hand. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, hey, it's time to go to the crib. <laughs> <laughs> Game over. Yeah, I'm going to have to say right on that one. Hey, but I'm going to tell you somebody who has sneaky hops. 
Can I ask sneaky a hop, White boy has sneaky hops. Jeremy, Jeremy did. But can I ask a question, yeah. Keith? Because you was real close to both of them. Rod or Devin? Uh, Rod, I say Ooh. Rod because he was shorter. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. But Devin had some bounce too, but Rod had that bounce because he was shorter. Gotcha. And, Devin, and it looked better. <laughs> yeah, it looked better. It looked I better, yeah. I, I actually think I get still get a nod to ride a little bit because man, it do man, it was ridiculous the stuff we used to do, man. Like sometimes we be playing like AU or like open gym or something, man. He done dunked on me a few times, like not only like me jumping, like I'm trying to get the rebound. Not like he just described. <laughs> <laughs> now he dunked oh, around me. He's dunked around me. All right, can I, can I ask another name that might I mean this name might compete with Rod. Uh, Kenny Duke. Yeah. Kenny yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Duke. Duke was a true. Duke had some rides too. Right. Yeah. I, I seen him dunk on a boy when we went to Canada. Uh, peace games. Ooh. Ooh. I remember. Ooh. Yeah. Hey, he was only. Yeah. Duke was only about six foot. Yeah, he, he wasn't a tall. He wasn't a tall guy. He might have he might have been Allen Iverson before Allen Iverson. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Uh, the wettest the wettest jump shot in the city that I've ever seen from then until now um, has to be fixed. When yeah, I was hooping, yeah. when I was a young dude, when yeah. I was a young dude, and I go over to Washington Park and play outside at the courts, man, the dude to come out the out the out the plant. With the boots on, half court yep. all day. Wouldn't even cross half court, just shoot half court all day. Better than Gerald? Yeah. Those I've ever seen better, in my life. Better than Gerald? Yeah. Yeah. Gerald was a mid-range killer. Gerald was a mid-range killer. Oh, you said long range. You said long range. Okay. okay. I meant just pure shooter. Just pure okay. shooter. Just anyway. Okay. 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 I mean, yeah. a little older, you might you might agree with maybe Eddie Cassiano, you know, LN boy. Now you know Eddie Cassiano was he let that thing fly. But Eddie. I mean, but yeah, I would say Fitz. Maybe Mullins. Mullins jump shot is really, really, really Mullins had a super wet boy. Yeah. And don't <laughs> don't count my little cousin out. Little Charlie. Little Lust. Little Lust had a wet I know you're talking about your Charlie stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, man, that was that's a tough Charlie used to make me mad, man. Hey, man. That's a tough one, man. That's a tough one right there, man. There's a lot of boys that can shoot that thing, boy. There's a lot of people that can shoot that thing. That's a tough one. Yeah, you could say it's a lot of shooters, boy. Yeah. Uh, it's Indiana. You know what I mean? If you didn't have one young, by the time you hit the real circuit, the, you know, the late 20s and the 30-year-old circuit, you had one. It was a problem. You going to get one eventually, yeah. Yeah, you going to get one eventually. Well, um, we lost up. Oh, there we go. No, well, I was hey. hitting wrong buttons. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, I'm gonna get it like this. Hey, bro, man, I appreciate you guys coming on. Um, make sure you shoot us the links of the of the fundraiser for you, Keish, and uh, what you got going on. That way, we can put the put the links on our on our page. Hey, man, just hit us up if you ever want to get out there and get your stuff out there, man. I appreciate you guys coming on. I know the people love to hear your voice. Awesome, man. Hey, yeah. Good luck to you, my brother. I know we're going to run up against each other, man, but good luck to you through the rest of the season, too. Who, you talking to me? Yeah. Are well, we, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me schedule? 
Uh, yeah, you on the schedule, but you know what? I'm the assistant athletic director now. I'm no longer the, the head varsity coach, sir. Oh, uh, look at that. Uh, no, look no, at no, that. no, no, it ain't no, it ain't no disrespect or nothing, but uh, I know a lot of people don't know that I'm, I'm, I didn't put my coaching hat to the side, bro. Like, I got a, I got a two-year-old, I got a two-year-old and a one-year-old, so. Oh, beautiful family, too, by the way, my guy. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I promised them after my 17U team finished, then I was going to focus on them, man. So I done hung the coaching up for right now until my son, unless my son went, or my daughter went you know, right. in a couple years and I'm back. Yep. yep man, congratulations, yep. bro. That's what's up. Hey, man, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. But I'm going right, well. I'm to gonna, I'm gonna say a prayer for you and wish you the best all season, bro. <laughs> I need it. And we can talk offline, but I'm gonna say a prayer for you. And wish you the best all season. Please, do. please, everybody. I need all prayers, man. Hey, but you're the type of guy to turn the program around. So I'm I can not tell you, sir. That. I can give you a couple names that's coming through in middle school right now that you should look at. Okay. At Irvington's middle school. Okay. You know. Well, so, hey, man, hey. please let me know because I I got the middle school too, so I, I love to get, get – Oh, the you board. do? Yeah. Oh, so you coaching the girls that I just got done coaching. No, I ain't coaching boys. I'm, I'm, I'm oh, coaching yeah. boys. Okay, who are you coaching the boys? I can give you some names there too. Yeah. I forgot. Yeah, it does. See, I was, I was always stuck on both of them because I got – I want I, – I wanted to do the girls, obviously, because my daughter and then – at first, it was kind of roping in on the boys, but then I was like, man, I'm not going to do that to them. So, you know. All yeah, right, man. so cool. Go Don't ahead. forget to hit that online store up, get some of that good Irvington Prep uh, gear, man. We got some stuff, man. It looks cool. It's, it's some nice stuff, man. I'm very, uh, I'm going to get on there, man, get I, some stuff. Too, I, would, I would love, I, I'm going to share it, but I can't wear it. Cause you know my daughter's in Carmel, so I got to do that. Right. <laughs> All right, fellas, we appreciate having you on tonight. That guy right there is the one. This guy right here is the ass. Together, we are Black and White Sports, powered by First Financial Bank. 317-417-8582. Call John for all your banking essentials and accessories. 317-417-8582. And Sean Nugent, the rock star realtor himself, 317-503-8322. Buying or selling a home? Call Sean today. Talk to Tucker. 317-503-8322. Damon, what do we do? Oh, there she is. Oh, she was going to. We gonna, do what we do every day. <laughs> we do what we do every day. We try to keep Indy sporty. Thanks. <laughs> All right, fellas. 